Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And the Music of America podcast continues today. We're in Bear, Delaware with Red Smith, Red Smith Music. It's really simple. You buy a kitty's litter box, you open the box, place the litter in the box, introduce the box to your cat. When the cat has done their business for maybe about a month or so, close the box and throw it away. That's it. Just close the box, grab the handle of this biodegradable box and throw it away. Perfect for traveling with your favorite feline, affordable, convenient. It's called Kitty's Litter Box. And one thing I hated about cats, I don't know how it became my job, but I hated cleaning the litter box. Well, if Kitty's Litter Box were around 20 years ago, who knows? I might still have cats. Kitty's Litter Box, all lowercase, kittyslitterbox.com. Order today. It's perfect. I'm so excited to talk to Red Smith today. Uh, one of the first people to submit music to me to listen to, I think, and maybe the first country artist, I'm not sure. And I was really looking forward to it because I'm an old country guy. And as soon as I saw the name Red, I thought of Red Sovine. And I thought I was going to get this kind of sound. I was really excited about it. And I was pleasantly surprised that it was more of a Jason Isbell type sound. So that's cool. And then that was cool. So let's talk about you and your music and uh, how long you've been playing, how you got started, why country, or has it always been country? You know, I, I've been playing since I was about uh, 16, 15, 16. I've been singing my whole life. Uh, started writing music almost immediately when I picked a guitar up. I wouldn't necessarily refer to my music as country. I guess it has a country vibe. If anything, it's, uh, yeah, I guess like Americano, or uh, which I guess is just country music that isn't popular. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, stole that from ray wiley hubbard but uh it's yeah i i like to call it unincorporated country music um and yeah i appreciate the jason isbel not i'm a huge fan of his um but yeah so i i just yeah got started around 16 and been playing ever since pretty much self-taught um and just been writing away and pushing to continue the process and the journey of of telling stories yeah and that's what you do i mean that's what's cool about your style and i, I think of it as country uh, but really americana probably fits it better and it's it's a one-man show i mean when they when they hire red smith it's not the red smith orchestra we're not getting a a whole kit of musicians up there it's you correct uh i mean it, it kind of depends on the on the week or whatever um you know i'm playing a playing a gig tonight um with a buddy on mandolin i, I and some you know sometimes i have a full honky-tonk band it's just uh but yeah it's always my music though it's always my songs i got uh, lucky enough to have a a long long list of musicians happy to play with me so oh that's cool so if a room calls for a well what's a full let me ask you this when you do a show is it a 45 minute hour hour and a half is it a three hour full show or what yeah it, it depends on the venue um you know it's, 
that's most shows that end up being about a three hour show. I can fill that with original music. Most places want to hear a few covers. Uh, but I, for the most part, have weeded out the places where people are yelling out and asking me to play the the standard songs that you want to that they could play on a jukebox. So I right. I, I play what I want to play. I play a lot of uh, Jason Isbell covers. I play a lot of uh, old you know outlaw country and. Um, some nineties country occasionally. And, uh, and then just, you know, stuff that I listen to and you might not hear other bands do. I've often thought of a band doing not B sides, but like the C side. So, you know, let's yeah. see if we brought up Jason Isbell instead of doing his hit or the flip side of that hit, you know, cause there's always like an A side B side, take a, a, an obscure song off that same album and cover that so you're getting and i was thinking more like with with classic rock when i grew up you know leonard skinnard song for example but you don't do give me three steps you don't do uh free yeah. you don't do you do something that's more obscure like give me back my bullets or something like that you know sure i think that'd be kind of cool have you ever delved into some or is that how you select like your songs when you do have to do I, a cover I, I i i generally do i'm i'm a big proponent of listening to the full album i think you know most of the artists that i listen to are still creating full albums and there's an art behind that in itself and the structure of the way they put together the songs and um so yeah i'll pick you know whatever one i like the best which is almost always not the most popular one <laughs> uh, so you know i don't know why that is i i i my parents would tell you that I was a difficult child, so maybe that's part of it. But I, uh, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I think I tend to pick just things that speak to me differently, and, and you know, I think that my brain works on a different uh, plane than than most people's. So, what I look for in a song is generally not what your average uh, consumer is going to to find as attractive it's kind of cool that you can do three hours of original music or almost all original music and you seem young you said you've been writing since you were 16 but you don't look like you're that much older you know uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 33 i have that so half your life you've been writing more than you know that's uh, half your life right yeah just about uh, did you start off like in high school 15 16 you're in high school did you start off in a band in high school with some of your friends or did you just start doing stuff on your own no i pretty much just started playing on my own and then um you know as you progress and get older there's you you fall into some bands you fall into some jam circles and stuff like that but uh yeah i had a i had a cover band for a while and um since then it's pretty much just been red smith and and friends or whoever's playing so uh yeah i haven't been in many projects uh always kind of been solo or you know occasionally a duo of some sort with another songwriter or musician when you decide to write do you say i need to write some new stuff do you just sit down or does something just hit you and you jot something down and then address it another time or or is yeah, it a I usually just I, I usually just kind of speak it 
into my phone if I if I think of a good line. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll look at that line, you know, sometimes it's a real tongue in cheek thing, just a little chuckle, or sometimes it's pretty deep. And I find something I've already been working on, or I start working on something and get stuck. And I look back through the notes in my phone and I find, oh, this line, how can I fit this into this song? Um, and yeah, I do, I do try to set time, a little time aside every week to specifically to write but there are uh you know always moving factors in day-to-day life where it's hard it, it is hard to get uh a consistent time down and and sometimes your brain just doesn't want to do it either so i could i can write at any time i can't always write well so <laughs> that's that's my strength <laughs> not writing well are you able to monetize this to where this is all you do? Are you at that point in your career? Um, I, I think I think it's close. I, I've gotten um, you know to the point where I, I play I play enough out that I I can. Um, but I intend on releasing some music soon. I do have a hopefully some solid uh, songwriting connections to possibly get you know something out into the uh it, it through a different vessel than myself um mm-hmm. you know which would be ideal to get really kicked off the ground um but yeah i've been told by enough people that my my writing is is pretty pretty damn good so it's really good it's really good it's what, what really you. grabbed me and and your style. I mean, your style is uh, it's kind of outlaw, kind of Americana, but it's 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 this package of what is Red Smith music. That's it. It was really surprising to me because what I was ex- again, what I was expecting was Red Sovine and kind of old nineteen fifties kind of twangy kind of country, you know. Sure. <laughs> and the sound that you deliver is just so different from that, and it's so it's it's one of those things. I'll go out and buy your album right now, you know. Uh, I, I looked on that. I looked on Spotify right before we uh, got on here just to see if I could buy the album because I try to listen to me, the music of the musicians that send it as soon as they get here, you know, and then I may not listen to them for a while, and then I try and listen to them again, like a day of or the day before I'm going to interview them, and I haven't haven't listened to your music since the day you sent it to me, and I listened to it again today. It's like hearing it for the first time, and it was so good and so fresh, like I went to spotify to buy your album they couldn't find it so <laughs> yeah I've, I've ideally i'm trying to get something released here within the next six to six months or so um but it, it's kind of on that um yeah there's always these these little things that you let get in your way when you're releasing music or producing or whatever um my main thing right now is, you know, if I want to go out and, and tour this and, and do it, do I just do a solo album or do I do it with the full band? And, um, so it's, it's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, I could, I could release something right now if I wanted, I have enough solo stuff I could release right now if I wanted to. Um, but I haven't really decided where I want to go with it. Um, so I, I, I may just do a, a, a EP of you know solo recordings maybe a little guitar in the back you know lead guitar in the background or something um but I haven't quite decided on what I want to do yet so 
Do you do your own oh, production, Red? Uh, I'm working with a friend of mine, uh, but I I have I have worked on it. It's insane. <laughs> it's it's another beast. It's it might as well be seven instruments at once. I don't know how people get it. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah. You 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 might as well go relearn calculus. It's it's <laughs> pretty it's pretty intense, uh, especially if you don't know much about it to begin with. You were talking about uh, like tongue in cheek kind of thing, and I was talking to a guy that'll be on next week, D and H music, and they that's what they do. They sing are they songwriters? They're not singers. They're not performers. They just write songs, which is pretty cool. But they perform them for demos to send off to like the Nashville or whatever. And they were talking about uh, like the songwriters are laughing all the way to the bank. And the, the story he told me about this guy who was a singer, songwriter, whatever, producer, whatever. And he was big in Nashville. He had his success. And then his wife left him and he lost his label. He lost his recording contract. And he's sitting down drinking with his, his partner. And they're killing a bottle of Jack or whatever. And he says, man, I just don't know what happened. And his partner says, yeah, I just want to put this bottle to my head and pull the trigger. Yeah. And they wrote Whiskey Lullaby from that one line. Yeah. And. So it was Brad Paisley and was it Jennifer Krause or somebody? Allison Krause. And made that thing the superstar song that it is just from sitting around yeah. drinking with one phrase. And I thought immediately when you said that about like looking for like a hook or a, a funny line or you know, something. Sure. Like that. Is that how it comes to you though sometimes or sometimes? Occasionally. Unfortunately, yeah, a lot of, a lot of lines and things come from, you know, moments of, of stress and uh you know woes in your own life that if you don't write them down i don't know how other people deal with it because i have to get them down and get them out of my head because otherwise you dwell on them so and sometimes you know, a lot of times you write down worst case scenario um you know how how bad could it be uh and and you kind of go from there but yeah for uh so yeah, sometimes something comes to you like that. I guess years of being a cynic and uh, sarcastic, and you kind of tend to <laughs> tend to <laughs> tend to find the the right, you know, the right bad thing to say. The <laughs> so. right bad thing to say. I love that. <laughs> well, let's talk about the first song, the uh, "Down the Mountain." What's that about? Where'd that come from? Um. So, I actually wrote that um back in march maybe uh there was a songwriting contest and it was the pennsylvania heritage songwriting contest well I'm, I'm realizing now that i was supposed to be about um you know like like a story or a historic landmark or something in pennsylvania and so I just thought it was supposed to be about something in Pennsylvania. So I wrote a song about the Pocono mountains, mm -hmm. you know, knowing, you know, a lot of people from uh, my, my family's from Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Um, I know. And then you know, in the Delaware area as well, a lot of people travel to the, the Poconos and for summer uh, getaways or whatnot. And I just kind of put myself in the, in the the shoes of someone that may have vacationed there often and um trying to 
build memories with your family and uh, whatnot. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's uh, just a, a good, happy story of a, a family that uh, you know, went to the poke. Realized, yeah, realized, you know, their vacation home was as special as it was. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's 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 a simple but really well delivered story. You really follow it just by again the music hooks you, but so do the lyrics. The lyrics hook you, but so does the music. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a really good balance what you have there, and I think we listen to it right now. So this is Red Smith, and the song is called "Down the Mountain." couple from the suburbs of Philadelphia broke their backs for every cent they had five kids by the good Lord's graces wore the joy right on their faces proud little mom and dad Build a creekside cabin in the Pocono Mountains They go a few times each year Fish and swimming, cooking and playing Chasing off the deer hey, That she stayed on a tree out back And pretty soon that list got long Time flew by like a bird on high And now his children have our own We'll get there now and again, but we mostly rent it out. We've all got lives and excuses and lies, but we need to make it down. Down the mountain, in the valley where it sits. The creekside cabin in the Pocono Mountains, life is total bliss. Down the mountain. Where the creek is running cold Dip our toes and raise the toast To the good old Poconos Mom and Daddy are getting up there now And I got a grave too We're all thinking of heading down For a long weekend in June Joe and Amy are renting up the hill Cause we all don't fit no more Katie and Jimmy, they're bringing the twins Mike and Billy are on board Shaping up to be a hell of times That's the way it seems Gonna show my boys the things You can't find on a screen Down the mountain in the valley where it sits Creekside cabin in the Pocono Mountains Life is total bliss Down the mountain Where the creek is running cold Dip our toes and raise a toast To the good old Pocono Life goes on, I know that we think back on these trips. 
Sit out on the redwood deck, sipping reminisce. Stare down through the pines at the young ones laughing in the street. It took me too long to realize that my parents built a dream down the mountain in the valley where it sits. Creekside cabin in the broken old mountains. Life is total bliss Down the mountain Where the creek is running cold Dip our toes and raise a toast To the good old Poconos Yeah, dip our toes and raise a toast To the good old Poconos Red Smith, Red Smith Music from Beer Delaware and the Music of America podcast. And we continue after we talk about this that I'm sure we've all done. I mean, I'm sure we've all done it. You you find that perfect tone you're looking for at a club and then the owner comes up to you and says, hey, could you uh, could you turn it down a little bit? You're loud. You know, (laughs) you got to change everything that you spend all evening trying to achieve that that tone, you know, that that perfect tone where you're always in the sweet spot. Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. It's a quality boutique amp, has 100 watts of vintage plexi circuit at its core with a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, digital reverb, two buffered effects loops, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. Each channel has its own gain and master control, but share the EQ. This Landry amp has more gain than a plexi everywhere from a whisper to a concert level volumes. And it's designed to be played at those levels, those lower volumes. You know what I mean? That real heavy kind of martial tone that used to require lots of volume to get that tone. Well, now you can achieve it with less volume without losing the tone. It's really cool. It's at Landry Amps. They have a YouTube channel, so you could go to Landry Amps on YouTube and explore all the amps that Bill Landry has, or check them out at LandryAmps.com. So, Red Smith, do you play exclusively acoustic, or do you play some electrics once in a while? Yeah, I I, I play some electric. Uh, recently, I've been playing uh, play a honky tonk in Westchester, Pennsylvania, once a month called the Briquette Lounge, and um, I'll usually pull out the Telecaster for that. Uh, I might play the acoustic on a couple songs, but. Uh, yeah, definitely venturing more into playing electric. I, I always did when I was younger, and um, but yeah, most recently been exploring with it a bit more. You like it? You like the feel? Do you like the tone? Yeah, um, I think it's a, it's a it's a I learn something new every time. I, it's a, I've been playing acoustic guitar so long, and you know, playing on these big medium gauge strings. And then switching onto electric is, uh, yeah, it's it makes things a little easier sometimes uh, to to play lead and do you know which I don't play a ton of lead, but or I thought I didn't, and so started, started playing some more electric and going, oh, okay. <laughs> so you guys, what do you, you have twelves on your acoustic and tens on the electric, or what? I usually have thirteens on the acoustic and elevens on the electrics. That's still um, a pretty heavy gauge, man. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're used to using the 13s, it's uh, yeah, medium gauge strings. You you want something still 
still has a little bit of snap to it. Uh, yeah, I played a gig with with tens. I hadn't played electric in a little while, and I I looked at my bandmates and I went, "Oh man, it feels like I'm playing on dental floss." Uh, and, <laughs> and I'm trying. You know, the strings are slipping out of my hands, and I finally, uh, you know, got, got a hold of it after the first couple songs. But yeah, it was it's it's definitely a little bit of a humbling experience when you're standing out up in front of a decent crowd of people and you're going, oh, I don't know if I even know how to play this thing. Yeah, well, see, I did, I've got real tiny hands. So the first electric I think I played was like a, a Les Paul, but it was a like a half circle, whatever they call it, a round neck, you know? Sure. I could barely get my hands around it. And then they had like 11s on there. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I couldn't stand it. And then a buddy of mine says, here, try this. And I picked up a, a Mexican Strat with nines on it and I could play. So like, well, this works. And it was like a, it was a Bonnie Raitt neck. So a real tiny, a tiny yeah. neck. And I could actually, you know, move around on it a lot better. I'm always fascinated though, like about stuff like that. Like why that gauge, why a light gauge and does it vary song to song? Or is this just what you play? Cause that's what you're used to playing now. And in your case, I guess, because you've been playing for so long, you're just used to a, a heavier gauge. Yeah. I, I think well, I used 12s for a while. I'm, I'm um you know light gauge strings 12 to 54s or whatever and then um i've been getting i've been getting into bluegrass a lot lately and you you pretty much have to use the mediums if you want to be heard inside of a circle the lights yeah. you can hear them but you know it's that's just what everybody uses in bluegrass so you end up falling into that trap of all right i got i guess i have to put them on too as they say <laughs> It's the best it's you know you're going to get the most clarity out of them and uh all that crap that whatever whatever <laughs> everyone thinks just can't wait out. now i got 45 dollar picks and everything else so wow <laughs> <laughs> um when when you write is everything in standard tuning or do you do uh different tunings too I, i've written songs in you know alternate tunings drop d dad gad all that kind of stuff yeah. um uh, I generally end up bringing them just back to standard just makes it easier to not to have, you know, in a live setting, you not to have an extra guitar, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I always feel like if I write something in a different tuning, it, it always ends up feeling the same um, as the last time I tried to do it. So I, I need to explore it more. Um, but yeah, I I have a few that have have been done, like I said, and I just moved them back into standard or found a way to figure out how to play them in standard. Uh, I got a, a Southpaw buddy of mine. That's what he does. He says, I don't, I don't mess with the tuning. If you can play it, you can play it. You can find it on the neck somewhere. And why yeah. mess with the tuning? Because he's got his guitar that he likes. And he'd have to either switch off or have to tune, then tune back. And he's like, it's just not worth the hassle. I'll just find where it yeah, is. Yeah, it's right not now. worth it in a live setting. It's yeah. definitely not worth it in a live setting. Um, I mean, if you're, you know, a Chris Stapleton or someone like that, where you're playing a huge show, he has a lot of songs in, you know, Dad Gad and uh, just Drop D or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it makes sense for somebody like him. Uh, it, and it does, it provides it provides something tonally that you can't get out of a standard, you know, being tuned to standard. Um, 
but yeah, for me, I just haven't really delved into writing in that way as much as some of the other, you know, people that I, uh, idolize as songwriters. Who would some of those people be? Some of the people you idolize as a songwriter. You mentioned Jason Isbell. Oh yeah. Jason Isbell, Chris Stapleton, um, Tyler Childers, fantastic. Um, and then, you know, going back and uh, an unfortunate loss and it hit me pretty hard this last week was Robbie Robertson from the band. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that was probably one of my first, uh, songwriting influences um and then yeah uh robert hunter of you know the grateful dead uh his lyrics have always been some of my favorite um so yeah it's it's probably most of them there's there's others in there uh todd snyder is i'm actually headed out to uh New York to go to a songwriting camp of his in a, oh, wow. in a couple cool. weeks. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. So I don't know. There's other ones that I'll, I'll remember. I've been really digging on Lucas Nelson uh, lately. You do, uh, do you go way back. Way, well, you mentioned the band. You go way back and like, like uh, I'm trying oh, to Roger McQuinn or. Yeah, Dylan. Roger McGuinn's great. Uh, a lot of you know Dylan, probably you know, some early songwriting references of mine. I, I used to listen to, um, you know, S- Sweetheart of the Rodeo, the Birds. I used to listen yeah. to that album, you know, once a week religiously. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, obviously McGuinn was a a little bit of a Dylan fan, I guess. I don't know. It's hard. Well, I think he was a big <laughs> Dylan fan. <laughs> <laughs> He only covered his whole repertoire. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, going back into, there's other guys, Guy Clark and John Prine and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. Uh, it's amazing to me how many times Guy Clark's name comes up. And this time we're talking about him as a songwriter, but I'll I'll have guitar players talk about how in the early days when they started playing, how Guy Clark influenced them. Uh, his, yeah, his finger style was something, something special. Yeah. Yeah. The next song we're going to do of yours, it's called Lonesome and You. And whenever I see the word lonesome in a song, I think of Oh, Lonesome Me. But then I also think of a song that Sissy Spacek did. She tried her hand after Coal Miner's Daughter. She tried her hand as a recording artist. And she had a song called Lonesome But Not Lonely or Lonely But Not Lonesome or something like that. And I always thought, so how do you differentiate between lonesome and lonely? So as a songwriter, how do you differentiate between lonesome and lonely? You know, that's a hard question, honestly. Um, lonesome is more of lonesome. There's no, there's a choice and lonely is like a feeling like you're, yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like lonesome's when you're almost, you've made, you've made the decision to you you feel this way because or or vice versa sorry uh lonesome's you you feel that way because someone put you there and i'm you know i'm now i'm I'm so lonesome i could cry or without you know and then lonely is more you're 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 pushing yourself you're you're feeling lonely because of a situation that you could get yourself out of or whatever it's you know so lonesome and you what's that about this is one of those sad songs I think I was just really hung over one day 
And I was <laughs> running. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just wrote a, you know, I, I had a couple lines come to me and I, you know, I don't think I was even dealing with a breakup or anything like that. I, th- I think maybe the, the reoccurring theme in the song is liquor, you know, and making, you know, bad decisions because of alcohol. And um, I don't know if the song is specifically about uh, a significant other or if it's just about alcohol. I I don't even know, really. So uh, it's it just came to me and I it was a, a feeling in the moment, you know, felt like a big bag of crap from hitting the hitting the you know the whiskey probably jameson too hard the night before and uh woke up and yeah and just there it was and probably was. probably started drinking beer at 11 o'clock because i didn't have much of a choice to try to make myself feel better it's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious one of those one of those sunday morning uh sunday morning you know yeah sometimes that's where you're best inspiration comes though from the bottom of a bottle right yeah unfortunately (laughs) i don't drink too too much anymore but yeah a lot of my songs were were written while i was drinking pretty heavily that happens with a lot of people dude for sure well we're gonna give a listen to this is red smith and red smith music and this song is called lonesome and you Sky on a winter's evening, ice is forming, sun's receding, it's cold and lonely here inside my life. Everywhere I go, trouble finds me everywhere I turn. It reminds me of the time before you left me here to die. Take a little walk to stop from thinking about you But it sinks in that you're gone and there's nothing I can do So one more swig of this cheap ass whiskey, another cigarette Knowing you won't kiss me, the pain won't go away I'm so lost, it's true Maybe one day I'll get off of the bottle, maybe today I'll start tomorrow, maybe I don't have to lose Maybe I'm sick of perpetual sorrow, okay, that's it It's gonna be hard though, but it's here and I don't know what to choose Here between lonesome and you Every day the dawn breaks a little faster I don't sleep, I'm a walking disaster Leaving a trail of empty bottles and lies 
keep on saying just wait for the springtime I'll dry out everything's gonna be fine but I know that ain't true deep inside my mind Lifetime of weakness has led me here An emotional cripple Dwelling in fear and drinking the sunlight Just to see it shine If I knew it'd bring you back I'd get sober There's a big neon sign flashing It's over And I keep on benching I'm a sucker for self-abuse Maybe one day I'll get off of the bottle Maybe today I'll start tomorrow Maybe I don't have to lose Maybe I'm sick Of perpetual sorrow Okay, that's it It's gonna be hard though But it's here And I don't know What to choose Stuck here between Lonesome and you Stuck here between lonesome and you Stuck here between lonesome and you Lonesome and you, Red Smith, Red Smith Music, and I'm your host Tom Pollard here on the Music of America podcast. We'll get back to Bear Delaware and talking to Red a little bit more. I was talking to a friend of mine about my brother's couple's workbook called two years after forever it's sort of a how-to guide to improve your communication skills which as anyone in any relationship knows is crucial so as we spoke later in the conversation i mentioned the book again two years after forever is the name of the book i told you my brother wrote she interrupts me and says oh wait your brother's book i thought you meant a book you borrowed from your brother your brother's book three little words my brother's book two entirely different interpretations Well, in Two Years After Forever, my brother's book, uh, there are exercises that help you form better communicative skills to avoid pratfalls like that one. Along with your partner, learning and applying these exercises help you get back on track why maybe two years ago you pledged a life together. Two Years After Forever, available at Amazon.com or at twoyearsafterforever.com, available now and forever. Red, are you married, kids, anything like that? Uh, I have I have a 14 year old son. Um, uh-huh. He's actually just went going into high school this year, uh, and he he playing some music. He likes playing the drums. Uh, plays a decent amount of guitar as well. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's uh, it's uh, he's very important to me. Obviously, uh, not married, never was, uh, and yeah, no no real uh, relationships at this point. So just pretty much dealing with him and uh, getting him all into adulthood and all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah. Does he come to Red Smith's shows? Oh, sure. Yeah, he comes out a good bit. Um, He he enjoys coming out, trying to get him to uh, get his playing chops up a bit more so he can start joining me. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty amazing, uh, you know. I had a buddy of mine that learned bluegrass at a young age. His parents took him to a festival, dropped him off on a Friday night, gave him twenty bucks, and said, "We'll see you Sunday night." 
and wow, he, he had his guitar and twenty bucks, and he was. I think he was. I I I I reimagined the story a lot of different ways, but I think he was twelve or thirteen, fourteen years old, and he just walking around this Holiday Inn someplace in you know Hannibal or wherever, and people were like, "Oh, there's Keith. Let's bring him on in here. Keith, come on, honey, come on in here. Let's hey, let's get you something to eat there." And he just sit there and he'd he'd pick with pickers all night long, and that's how he got to be as good as he is. He's one of the more accomplished players I've ever played with in my life. And uh, he never did anything with it beyond playing like a little cover band for a while. And you know, it's just so talented though. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of musicians out there like that. I've known plenty personally that just have no inclining to, uh, to go any farther with it than just really enjoy playing. And uh, they don't want to, pursue any sort of musical uh journey whatsoever besides jumping in going to a couple bluegrass festivals here and there and uh yeah it's amazing and and bluegrass players are are some of the best guitar players and well, musicians on the planet oh yeah it's, you, you don't you have no idea you have no idea until you put yourself in there and then you you know you go oh oh wow they, this is this is a different level of guitar playing. I, I, I'm doing a camp in uh, October with a guy named Jake Eddy, um, and he's considered, uh, you know, arguably one of the fastest flat pickers around. Wow. Um, so that will be interesting. Uh, <laughs> kind of just jumping into bluegrass now, but yeah, he's he's a. Uh, there's all the fiddle tunes and all the stuff that you know really make bluegrass the old old time stuff. He he's quick with it, uh, and he knows all of them. So um, it's a pretty uh, throw you in there boot camp of uh, stay at his house for a week, and he teaches me. So I'm uh, brushing up now, trying to learn some fiddle songs. <laughs> You brought up the word journey, and it's a really good word for musicians because everybody's journey is just that. It's a journey that takes you so many places and sometimes doesn't take you where you want to go, sometimes takes you places where you never anticipated you would go. So what is Red Smith's journey? What is your journey? Where will it end? Or how do you see it playing out? Or do you want it to end? You know, I'd I'd be happy if people hear the message of you know some of my music and um you know possibly get a song picked up by a, a, you know an artist or something and if i get to go and see the country and play music i'd call that a win I big time would you be okay with just and that not that it's not to be a little bit saying just but would you be satisfied as only a songwriter absolutely yeah i I think that's what i more what i want than anything uh Uh i i don't mind being the center of attention but uh it's not i'm not much for uh showboating or anything like that i just like i just want to play the music and and enjoy myself and um yeah, I can, I can, I can spin a yarn. I can tell a story up on the microphone. I can, I can get you laughing with me and stuff. But performance is fun. Uh, but yeah, I think what my talents lie 
mainly in my songwriting. I, I really think that that's that's my path as far as music goes. You're no Jim Morrison. We're going to get up and put your back to the audience, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Are you a pretty interactive host when you're doing, like when you're a one a one man show? You have to. I be. try. I try to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you, you. You know. No. No dead air. Try to do that as best you can. Sometimes it's hard, but uh, yeah, I'm getting better and better at it. Well, you brought up this this honky tonk thing that you do, so. There's a, a group of fellows there. It's not just you, a group of people there. Sure. So you don't have to have that responsibility, or do you, because you're still the front man? I'm, you... I, yeah, I have the full responsibility. Nobody else even really. I got one other guy that sings a little. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty much my responsibility to keep the crowd going and talking, yeah, talking to them and that kind of stuff. Uh, so. So I want it's, you to I want you to pick out two songs, all right? And the first song is, what's the song that people request of you that you would rather not play, and what's the song that you play that you just get into it more than anything? There's a few, quite a few of the ones you don't want to play, but uh, yeah, you get your your wagon wheels and country roads and free birds, all the all of those ones, but not a cover one of your songs that you'd rather not play, but people still want to hear it. Um, oh man. Uh, I have one. It's called those lights. Uh, it's a great song. Um, and I, I don't, I have a great time playing it, but recently somebody pointed out a similarity to another song, a popular song to me. And ever since I've been <laughs> in oh. trouble playing it, but yeah, it, it's not as close as it's not as close as I'm thinking it is, but it's it's it had a couple people pointed out, and now I'm, I don't like playing it as much. Uh, what song do you really dig playing? Um, I, the, I the think Red the, Smith, the Red Smith song you really dig playing. Um, uh, uh, the the one we're probably about to play is uh, "Trouble Like This." I I really enjoy playing this song, um, and then I got a couple others that you know are just fun bluegrass style songs. Uh, I got one called a little out of time. That's really fun to play. The lyrics are just kind of really quick and witty. Um, and uh, I don't know if you know that Josh Ritter is a songwriter. I kind of crafted a little bit after his style of just word after word, like almost tongue twist, you know, twisting my tongue. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I'd say Either that, either a little out of time or trouble like this are my favorites to play. Well, it's kind of cool that that just fell into our lap like this because that is the next song we're going to play. And it's cool that uh, that's one of your favorite songs to play. So we're going to share it with those that are listening and and uh, take it from there. So this is Red Smith and one of his favorite songs to play, Trouble Like This. around too much drinking sleeping on the ground lord knows that i can't take much more last night's whiskey stinks on my breath my fingers stayed from camel cigarettes and this motel coffee tastes like shit 
Six years on the road's a goddamn crime It'll happen soon, ready Let's give it time, it's easy to say You ain't living like this It's white lines and exit signs Mile markers blowing by Try to keep your wits Red wine and playing roadside dives Wondering how you're still alive You think you got trouble, son You ain't got it like this I'm in debt to the wrong sort of people Cocaine ain't cheap, but a necessary evil Get me through this sleepless night I got a warrant in each county From here to Cacapone Don't do nothing stupid Wishing, Lord, it was the stone And never set a headlight Flashes prison in my Ten years of back child support Lost my home in a one-way divorce Now loneliness is my whole north And these white lines and exit signs My markers blowing by Try to keep your wits Cheap red wine and plain roadside dives Wondering how you're still alive You think you got trouble, son You ain't got it like this Wish I could untangle my mind Not go back in time For these white lines and exit signs my markers blowing by Try to keep your wits Pour cheap red wine and play roadside dives Wondering how you're still alive You think you got trouble, son You ain't got it like this You ain't got it like this Think you got trouble, son You ain't got it like this From Bear, Delaware, Red Smith, Red Smith Music, that song Trouble Like This, and I love this conversation i love your music and i can't wait for a cd or two or three i'm actually one of those people that actually i'm holding up a picture of some cds actually buy cds i'm in uh burlington vermont great music city one of the best kept secrets in music in the world and we go see artists and one of the first things we do is buy their cds because that's how you guys you know 
basically afford to travel to Burlington, Vermont and entertain people like me. So this is our section of shameless self-promotion. And let's, uh, let's talk about you, Red. How can we find you, support you, get your songs, get your music, CDs coming out, et cetera. Let's, let's hear all about that. Uh, so I'm in the process of, of recording some stuff with a friend of mine, uh, Mike Coe. He's actually doing a show. It's a live stream show on YouTube and Facebook on Monday nights um, at about eight o'clock. And it's all local bands, Delaware natives and uh, surrounding areas. Um, so I actually ha I have a, a, a video up on on their youtube page at coach it's kosho live on youtube uh that has seven of my originals so if you're jonesing to hear some some of my stuff you can find that um and what was the it, channel again what is it kosho live it's k-o-h show live and that's on youtube and then uh facebook as well and they do it like i said the live stream every monday night with local delaware uh bands and uh, some surrounding areas pennsylvania jersey stuff like that uh -huh. um, and then I, I i yeah so hope hoping to get some maybe just a solo thing out here maybe just a few songs i was actually trying to just get some things recorded to send off uh as a demo for a, a songwriting connection i have um and then eventually we're going to work on uh, a full band uh, some sort of full band or just a bluegrass maybe ensemble recording um and then um so i have a couple festivals coming up i'm playing um this coming weekend august 26th i'll be playing a slot on the main stage of the festival called the grateful day trippers family reunion wow <laughs> uh yeah, it's a bit of a mouthful, but uh, it's in Sellersville, Pennsylvania at uh, Papa Joe's Grove. Yeah, I'll be playing on the main stage from 12 to 1 p.m. That'll be a solo set. Um, yeah, so all my stuff. And then um, September 16th, I will be at the Delmarva Folk Festival, which is down in... Uh, Houston, Delaware. Um uh, and there's a few other bands playing at that. Uh you know, I, I think I play around five o'clock. Um but yeah, that'll be a good time. That'll be myself in a, a bluegrass ensemble, uh myself, uh my friend Eric Crow on bass, Joe Perloff on the mandolin, and uh Matt Zuckerman on the Dobro. So, and that'll be all my songs as well. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully I, I get, I'm sure I have some shows and stuff coming up. You can follow me on any of the social medias at Red Smith Music. Uh, that's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, all at Red Smith Music. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely am going to have some stuff coming out here soon. Uh, you know, just follow along and jump on the jump on the ride jump on the red smith see, bandwagon right <laughs> see where it goes so it's great man well red good luck to you i can't wait for this album to come out because i will be buying one of the copies and just uh, shoot me an email text or something say tom it's out then uh you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll see your sale go up one more notch <laughs> all right man i appreciate it 
Cool. We've been with Red Smith, Red Smith Music in Bear, Delaware. Next up, we're going to hear from another one-man band. It's Doug Cannon and his band called Polixima. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.